traditional life in the mainstream society. I travel the world with our children and try to raise eco-conscious goodnesses along the way. Join me for authentic conversation, adventure, and of course, the Wild Bradbury podcast. My name is Lydia Bradbury and um, this week we're going to talk about birthing in a time of pandemic. (laughs) Of all the titles I never ever thought I'd have to use, um, the word pandemic was not something I saw coming and I think I can speak for most um, pregnant mothers at this time when when they say that you know this was not Part of their last month of pregnancy was not supposed to include the extremities that have become COVID-19 and the isolation, quarantine, and chaos that surrounds it. As a birth worker and someone who is incredibly passionate about childbirth, healthy, natural spaces, postpartum health, um, very real bereavement care, placenta encapsulation, natural parenting, natural living. This is this is a rough, rough time to be a pregnant mom. Yes, I am uberly pregnant. Um, my due date's Monday, <laughs> so I am very, very pregnant. And luckily, I was already a home birth mom, already a cloth diapering mom. Um, I was already living this very pioneer woman wagon train sort of lifestyle when it comes to the way I bring children into the world and their first year of life in the very least. I was also already a homeschooling mom. So, so much of this quarantine thing, though it, it destroyed our extracurricular activities and, um, made our week significantly less busy. A lot of it is not that big of a deal to me. Um, only because I was already planning home birth. I already cloth diaper was already stripping diapers when all this stuff started to go down. When people started hoarding baby wipes and toilet paper, I was already planning on using cloth wipes. (laughs) So it's just, it's very, um, very new and very unexpected. Now, with that being said, I have a slew of first time mom friends that are delivering in the midst of all of this. Most of those women are also military spouses, and there's um, a huge there's a huge problem in the military spouse community in regards to birth to begin with. Whether your spouse is present or not, whether they can get off work or not, whether you can get in contact with them fast enough for them to be present at the birth, whether they're deployed, whether they meet their kids six months after they're born, or they leave you 38 weeks pregnant. All of these are ongoing concerns, ongoing. This is not a new story for all of us, but I will tell you one thing that's worse is your spouse being here, being available and not being allowed into the birthing space at a hospital because of COVID-19 of doulas and midwives being taken out of 
your birthing space, of having no one to advocate for you when you are so discombobulated in a natural labor because of COVID-19. I understand why they're doing it. Don't get me wrong. I, I do fully understand the safety precaution portion. I do very much want our emergency staff to be well cared for and as safe as they can possibly be during this time. The issue, um, I well, I will talk more about this in a later episode about the repercussions of COVID-19 on families, but in regards to birth, this is huge, guys. We were just on the upswing um, as far as the natural birth community goes. In the last five to ten years, there's been this beautiful increase of home births, this fabulous, fabulous support of midwives and doulas being used all over the world, of postpartum and birthing doulas everywhere. There are a dime a dozen now. When I got certified just six years ago, they were not. So it's just very, very moving to me that we were so close to taking it back, you know, so close to owning our own births again, to being able to tell stories that were empowering and inspiring and not traumatic. Um, What will ultimately happen from this is you were going to create not a whole generation, hopefully, hopefully it ends before then, but Um, There will be a very large amount of women birthing in hospitals all over the world without any comforts of home, without any familiar faces, without any natural birth support, without doulas, without midwives, without their spouses, without their mothers, without their sisters, without whoever it is that brings them comfort. And that will become the new normal again. That is so scary. And I've had two friends deliver in this this last week, Um, one whose spouse was deployed, um, and they hadn't, in North Carolina, they hadn't removed her mother-in-law from the room yet. They're in North Carolina because they're not on full lockdown. Um, So that was lucky. And then another who was only allowed to have her husband in the room, even though her mother's been sitting here watching her (laughs) not have a baby for weeks now. And it's just heartbreaking. It's just not the way it's supposed to be. It's just really not the way it was intended. And as much as um, I can toot my my own home birth horn over here and say that I wouldn't choose it regardless, um, I would always opt for a home birth. That's really easy for me to say because this is not my first baby and I trust my body and, and, um, you know, I've trialed and aired all this at a hospital before. So my first was born at a hospital. The hospital was my safety net, um, which gradually turned into my nightmare. It was not what I wanted. And, and I opt for home births now. But I will say that as women in the 21st century, going through something that no one that's still alive has ever experienced that we personally know more than likely. That's not to say that you're not, your family doesn't originate from an area that has typhoid pandemics or Ebola or something along those lines. But for the most part, as Americans, this is not something that we are familiar with. This whole quarantine pandemic business, 
this whole baking bread because there's none in stores, wiping your rear end with whatever, a sheet because there's no toilet paper. Um, I hope most of you aren't there yet, but I think at some point we will get to that if people don't start uh, easing off the hoarding and shopping like normal human beings again. Unfortunately, for most of you, <laughs> there's a slew of us that have been preparing for this our whole lives, um, mostly by happenstance. I come from a long line of sewers, women, women very capable of making their own things, um, a long line of bakers, women very capable of cooking for their families. Uh, and then on top of that, I come from a very long line of natural births and women very capable of birthing outside of hospital walls. Now, I'm the only one that it has opted to, <laughs> but they're all fully capable. And I know firsthand from my midwife right now that people are panicking about the birthing situation inside hospitals. Um, especially those that are trying to achieve an unmedicated vaginal delivery anyway. Why, at this point, if their partner's not allowed in, if they're not allowed to encapsulate their placenta, if they're not allowed to save it, if they're not allowed to have a doula, if their mother's not allowed to be there, if they're not allowed to labor the way they want, what's the point? And I completely agree. And so one very tiny silver lining of this pandemic is that more women are turning to home births all of a sudden and luckily there's midwives out there like like mine here in San Diego who are happy to take these women at the very ends of their pregnancies in the hopes that they can give them a birthing experience a birthing environment that they are excited to tell later birth stories of on the other hand those that aren't fleeing from the hospital and opting for home birth are now looking at traumatic and a little more traumatic. There's so much control that's lost um, inside the hospital when it comes to your birthing rights and what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. Now, granted, a lot of this has improved in the last five years. I mean, I've seen gobs of of women have very successful, fabulous birth stories and experiences. But when you remove your advocates, even if you're a very strong-willed female and you don't think you necessarily need them, there will come a phase in the midst of a natural childbirth where you can't do anything but nod or shake your head. That's where your advocates come into play. That's where the, the third set of eyes, the second set of eyes, whoever, however many people you have planned, are standing there acting from a non-emotional standpoint. That's what doulas do, right? We, we try to plant the natural seed and watch it grow and encourage it to grow. And when the OBs or labor and delivery nurses are spreading too much too much cloud, we say don't take our sunshine, right? We, we stand up for our clients and try to push the natural agenda um, by any means possible within the realm of health and reason and safety. That's always the goal. When you remove that support system from a space, it's a very slippery slope and it's scary. I mean, 
there's we're now we went from you know the late 50s men started coming into the birthing spaces even then it didn't catch on like in popularity until the 60s and late and early 70s for that matter so now in 2020 we are reverting back to fathers sitting out in the hallway <laughs> they're not smoking cigars or smoking their cigarettes in the hallway now but the idea is not all that far off look at how quickly we reverted because of a because of this pandemic it just it just goes to show that so much of the the reality that we've created for ourselves in 2020 as people of the world as as democracies, as progressive 21st century millennials is so hung by the tiniest thread. It's all just barely sitting there. It's all barely attached. It's all one degree of separation away from being gone. If you don't know how to make your own bread, you're probably struggling to find bread right now. If you don't know how to cloth diaper a baby, and this is your first baby, you better be hoping that you had an epic diaper baby shower at 22 weeks pregnant instead of at here at the end. You know, there's so many moms and dads are going to be entering parenthood unpre- feeling unprepared. But it will force us as a society to stand on our own two feet. It will force us to look at the decisions we're making from the most rational and raw standpoint, completely removed from emotional, emotional support, emotional crutches, um, completely removed from the media's idea of normal. And it will push more people to birth like some of us that are deemed unnormal. You know, home births are not the most common practice now. But not all that long ago they were. It's only been a couple of generations ago that women just dropped child at home and moved on with their lives. And those same women knew how to make all their own clothing and made all their own bread and grew their own crops. And suddenly that's the ideal that we're all chasing now that our kids must be mandatorily homeschooled and and baby wipes are not an option and... Bread is something you have to make, and yeast is something you have to learn. You know, this is um, the way that it's come back full circle is really fascinating. And I'm trying not to enjoy it too much because I happen to be that kind of person. Um, so this doesn't feel like a hard stretch because in reality, I'm very worried about so many of those women and the culture we're building around birth that is it's being crippled right now in hospitals it really is who would have ever guessed even when this started two and a half weeks ago three weeks ago here I could have never imagined the way this would have ended up here at the end of March looking at all my friends that are due around the same time knowing good and well that my due date is on Monday and if I were any other type of person if I were any other type of woman I'd be freaking out. How awful would it be that for my last baby, my husband wasn't allowed in the hospital room? This birthing experience 
you know, it, I've heard women say it over and over again that in the, in the moment, it doesn't matter who delivers or who catches the baby in the moment. It doesn't, you don't really remember who's in the room. And so much of that is true. If you're having a natural childbirth, you're so fixated on getting your trophy here that there are, there are pieces of it that just don't matter. But when you experience it from the other side, when I can say to you that my husband catches my babies or my seven-year-old desperately wants to catch his sister and I intend to let him and I get to sit here in quarantine and bake and hang out and homeschool my kids like I do every day and enjoy the sunshine and plant more flowers and go into labor on my own and give birth in my backyard and then crawl into my own bed and my world continues to turn as if there isn't a pandemic going on, then suddenly your experience in the hospital may not seem so fabulous. So for those of you that are delivering soon and you're now panicking, you have every right to panic. You have every right to say, this is my birth story. I want it to be a certain way. I want to share it with my child from a certain perspective. This is how I ensure that that is the case. This is my best natural foot forward. I'm choosing to now seek home birth as an option. You absolutely should. There are midwives out there accepting clients up until the end now in the name of giving you an experience worth telling. For those of you that are choosing to do this alone in the hospital, my heart goes out to you. I, it's not something I would choose to do, but I understand why you are. And I hope that you see the situation for what it is, which is not normal. And you own it in whatever capacity you need to, to share your story. And to anybody working for an insurance company out there that it, um, whose company does not pay for home births yet, that should absolutely be one of the COVID-19 bailout moments is uh, insurance companies need to pick up home birth costs. Because when their only option is to not give you options in a hospital, they need to cover home birth. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you all feel more empowered in this time than scared. I hope that you have ample amounts of time to enjoy those babies in your bellies and enjoy your family and enjoy the quiet and enjoy life off of social media and enjoy baking and doing things that you have forgotten how to do over the course of a busy lifetime. If you're lucky, maybe you're trapped inside with good board games and an instrument that you've been meaning to learn to play. And if you're not as lucky, I hope you're being very safe and we're all thinking about your safety. Until next time, thanks for listening, guys.